3: Now, from
2: Wichita's most listened to sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH, this is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrock and Tommy Kester.
3: All right, welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two, Paul Savage with us on this Tuesday. I'm Jacob Albrock. Tommy will be with us in uh, just a little bit. Paul, we started the conversation on... Um, some things that Kirk Herbstreet had to say, basically the centralization of power to the big 10 and sec one, one unified sort of voice. And, and I'm okay with that. As long as none of the schools currently playing for a college football national championship are excluded from whatever that is. Now, you know i think the reality here is this is a money grab right to share a pool among uh lesser teams and all that 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 is the thing that's really going to hurt if it's a necessary evil on the way to you know compensating players then so be it but like we can we can banter paul about all of this and who should be in charge and what like we can talk about that till we're blue in the face but the reality is none of it matters until they figure out NIL, player compensation, the transfer portal. Like all of those things are what's being challenged in court. Nobody's challenging in court, you know, the organization of college football. And so, you know, until they figure that out, none of this ever solves it. Gets gets figured out and solved. It is at its core, the, the the issues that the NCAA faces in court are that all of the things in these rules are are nonsense. They don't make sense from a legal perspective. And just imagine them in place anywhere else. Like imagine without some you know work contract, Paul. Without a, an agreement, right, a compensation agreement that some employer said you're never allowed to go somewhere else to work, and if you do, you've got to sit out a year to be able to work. It like, gets ridiculous. We would, that would never happen unless you're getting paid and you have a contract that explicitly states it based on your payment package. That would be nonsense. Being told to work for free would also be nonsense. And and that's why they keep losing every battle that gets taken to court. Until they figure those things out, Paul, it doesn't matter what you call the governing body. You can call it whatever you want. It's never going to win in court until these players are just paid. Because then you can hold them to to agreements, and you know if you've got a, a player that's being paid by the school, the school then can then say sign this contract that says you can't go play for somebody else unless you sit out a year. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. I have that I know. right now in in a in a work contract. I can't do that. So you know, like, but it's but I'm being paid, and and they just don't want to do that, and so they keep, you know. Dancing around this holistic issue, and, and, and I'm just like, until they figure that out, none of this other stuff matters.
2: Well, nothing changes on anything if you take. And and by the way, the the Herb Street article, uh, the the uh, Kirk Herb Street article ref- references the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve, and and quite frankly, that just about covers all the majors. And I look at what they're trying to do, which is basically say we don't need the NCAA at all. And I think they're right. I think they're correct on that. Right. They, I don't think yeah. they, they don't need they don't need them. They can cut up come up with their own their own way to do nil, their own way to do the portal that benefits them. Does that have an effect on all the other conferences? Now, now maybe the maybe the Mountain West, maybe the Mountain West, but does it the American or does it maybe the Sun Belt or uh, what's what's the uh, conference back east that that is? I think they changed names. I can't. I can't. Remembered off the top of mind, but there's a number of of smaller, you know, Division One A 1A, or One Double A type schools that you know the type I'm talking about. I nah,
3: see. I and, I think, think there's a big difference in North a, Dakota it, State and San Diego State. That, so, that, oh, I got you. Yes, I see. What,
2: well, San Diego State's going to end up in some sort of conference, I think, and I don't know. Well, this. you need to get what tw- I'm saying, though. I Boise go, State, yeah, whatever boy, it oh, is.
3: I'm with. You. I, I just I, got you. I I think that it will enhance the college football product. Now, if those non, you know, like, let, let's say it's the power four now. If those conferences need to play by different rules, that's fine. And and, and the other, maybe the other groups come together and, and form like a secondary grouping that has its own rules. I just need, those, because then what do you do with basketball, right? You still have to have that secondary group eligible for these postseasons. Could you imagine the NCAA tournament without the Cinderella schools? That'd be terrible. Right. Like we would we don't want that. And 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 so in college football, you can do all this and just have this like and say and then we still have one right guaranteed spot for this other grouping. And then, you know, if they have to have their own subset of playoffs, like however you get there, you just need to allow them in. And certainly in basketball, you don't want to take those teams away like those 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 schools have to have the ability to get in in basketball I I just you got to be careful here. but again until we solve the elephant in the room these things are going to continue to just be and and that's what everybody knows that's what these leagues know they know they have to figure out the compensation piece of this like they have to or none of this matters yeah. figure out how you're going to compensate these players right we got to be careful we don't want to see football
2: go away at at Grand Grand Valley State University in Arizona do We, we don't want to see We don't want to see that it's happen. It's in Michigan. Well, okay, Michigan. Okay. Grand Canyon is the one I'm thinking of. There Grand you go. Canyon State yeah. in, in Arizona. But we don't want to see football go away in these schools. Those are wonderful experiences go, for the young men It wouldn't for the go young, away.
3: Well, we don't it wa- wouldn't go away. We just want them to be able to play in the same Playoff. potentially right we just I, I just need room for the Cinderella and and again a, am I going to be devastated if uh Tulane doesn't have the ability to play in in a, in a random year I mean I'm not going to like it right I want Boise State over Oklahoma I want these possibilities as long as we, I mean, you you just have to protect it in basketball more than football. It won't right. be the end of the world if it's not there in football, mm-hmm. but it does make the sport better to right. allow that in. Well, you could have this, conf- and it may just be too wishful thinking. It may not be possible.
2: Well, you, I think you may be onto something, and you could be. It, it could be that the next governing body would be whatever the organization is called that handles the four major, you know, the more fa- the four major conferences that are still in business. And of course, I'm talking about the ACC, the, the Big Twelve, the. The SEC and, and of course, the Big Ten, and they, you know, why can't they have their own tournament? Invite whoever they want, and let me put it this way: because of those particular, that's the problem. Well, they could, they could, if they if they weren't a part of the NCAA, they sure as that could, and 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 they could invite whoever they want, whoever they want to come play in a college tournament, because they're all still colleges. They want McNeese State. I I saw where McNeese State is twenty five and one or something like that. 25 and two. I mean, McNeese State. And, and that in I believe that's in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I mean, I, I when do you hear about McNeese State? But they need to be in. They need to be in the tournament. They need to be in that tournament, and they may not be because unless they win their their conference tournament, they may not be in because that's a conference that'll probably only take one team. But see, here's the flexibility that the Big Twelve can make sure that those are the kind of teams that can get into it if they're running it and they do it and they want to do it and they want to do it instead of the the, the NCAA. Listen. I'd have a lot more confidence confidence in 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 those four conferences, whatever they're called, in forming a good, viable basketball uh, tournament that's fair and square that gets the teams in that we need. Because every year we see some really good basketball teams in lesser conferences not get into the big dance because you know they lose on a last-second buzzer or in overtime in their conference championship game. I don't like that. You don't like that. Nobody likes that. And that's got to be figured out. And you take the reins away from the from from the NCAA, and I'll bet you can get that to happen. And I think listen, I guess you're probably figuring out I'm not a fan of the NCAA. Haven't been, never been. Wasn't even when I was in college. Because you know what the NCAA who said? They said I can only have organizes? $20 I can only have $20 right. in laundry
3: money. That's who, my total who, cash uh, on my scholarship. Who who organizes then the College World Series? What's wrong with the conference? Listen, the major four
2: conferences are gonna have the bulk of the baseball teams anyway. Paul let them if organize. The,
3: if the major if the major conferences run these things, they're not going to let the other places in. They they if they have an appropriate team that fits
2: in, of course they will. You know why? because they're smart and they want the best product that they can put on here's the field. what I'm gonna here, and they here's, here's the slope okay
3: the slope that you're on right now, Paul would never see Wichita State in another college World Series would never see Wichita State in another basketball tournament at the end of the year Is that what we want?
2: Well, I'm not sure that I would agree with that, but I can certainly see How? where it could be. Well,
3: Who's going to? Some you think I'm, somebody's going to welcome I'm, in
2: Wichita State? I'm, no, I'm, I'm open. I'm open-minded enough to know that that could be. Uh, what about McNeese State at 25 and one? Uh, exactly. They, they, they don't
3: have a spot cause it's just the four, it's just the four conferences and they'll, I guess, put however many teams they want, which is basically everybody in the conferences gets in. Cause I don't think there would even be 64. Right. teams. I'm being naive.
2: I can tell I'm being naive. I know you're thinking I'm naive to think that, that the right thing would happen
3: if, if, the, if the, these conferences, the, best, and it probably the safest wouldn't. thing, the safest thing is for football to break off. Hmm. I don't know how that works. If you can get football to break off and do its own thing and leave everything else alone, then probably that's the simplest. Yeah. And then you just we just have You're, to we just have to deal with right. the fact that there's gonna be a lot of schools not competing in the same C F P. The reality is they haven't been competing since no. the beginning of time. There's so not maybe be it doesn't very make many. that big a difference. Right.
2: There, there, nobody well, can. it wouldn't ma- I mean just be very many of those. But I can
3: see Right now to me, baseball, so, so to me though. To me, in football, the model, what we're about to see with the 5 and 7 will be the best we ever get, will be the most exciting and fun coast-to-coast that we'll ever have. It may be going away, and, and okay, so be it. If I lose that, though, you cannot take away what we have with the NCAA tournament, men's and women's. You can't take it away from baseball, softball. I mean, if we lose those things, and like that... That's where schools that aren't in the same platform as, you know, some of these larger institutions still have a place at the table, like mm-hmm. Wichita State. Mm-hmm. And they that has to be there. Right. Like some of the best basketball programs in the country don't belong in one. So you're telling me UConn isn't going to be able to be a part of the NCAA tournament? Because well, it wouldn't be. I hope not. But I, I
2: can tell you this right now, and, and I, this may, you know, I don't know whether I should say it like this. I don't want anything to do with the NCAA and I don't want Wichita state to have anything to do with the NCAA. I don't want Wichita state beholden to the NCAA. Well, I, I don't know where we go from there with that statement, but I, you I, can I obviously re- tell I, I have no love. I have to no say love. Say that.
3: Okay. Well, of course nobody likes the NCAA. That's the easiest, it's the easiest, you know, thing to beat up on that exists in sports. What I'm saying is, it's a necessary evil in some ways <laughs> to what we love about college sports. At the same time, as flawed as it has been, as
2: flawed, yes, yes,
3: these t- these tournaments and these postseasons yes. still must be organized, right? With a universal interest that would not be there if you if you give the power to four leagues, they're going to do everything they can to exclude everybody else because they'll make more money that way.
2: Well I don't I, know that that like, that's the case. I mean I don't know. I mean when you usually when you enlarge the, 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 the take in the, the the bigger the pot can get. I mean I'm not so sure that I would agree so with right that. So right now right now,
3: Paul, a conference gets paid based on how many teams it gets into the NCAA tournament. That is right? correct. That is That's my understanding. That, that is how I understand. So if you're if you're the conference leader in charge knowing that you get paid the more teams you send in.
2: But it doesn't need to be paid that way. There could be other aren't, ways a are comp- you going
3: to say I would love to have fewer teams be able to get in.
2: There could there's maybe there's other ways to compensate the thing than just a number raw number of teams that get in because and that may be that a certain amount of teams need to be set aside, and then those teams need to get in. But those guys are not dummies; they understand that there are there are reasons why the NCAA is the biggest party in in the course of a year Paul, in, the, in the United that's States. That's the way that's it already
3: it already exists that way. There are already a certain number of teams set aside to get these conference champions in from these other leagues, and that's what we all but what watch. About, isn't it? So then that's the only way you can get in. So the only way that a team from the big East or the American or the Atlantic 10 or the mountain West gets into this tournament is if they win their conference championship, that's it. So you can never have two teams from those leagues into this tournament. I mean, that's, that's insanity. You, we, that would, that would ruin the experience. You can't mm-hmm. do that. All right. So, you know, the easiest thing is to break away football. That's fine. Like, if you want to break away football, break away football. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if it's centralized to those two leagues, it will not have the national interest that they think it will. It won't. If they include the four majors, probably would be fine. But you can't do that to the NCAA tournament. It, it will not be the same. College World Series is the, you know, all, all of it. You, get, you've, you have to, you still have to, protect and consider these other sports. It's not just football. And if it is just football, have football play by a different set of rules, right? Just give them their own. That's where some of this makes sense to me. But again, I just, I'm going to tell you like, until we figure out the, the appropriate way to compensate players, this is going to remain a mess. The NCAA clearly should not be the ones in charge of that part of it because they've fouled that up for all time now, and it just gets worse. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. that, to me, is where conferences can step in and set up their own guidelines. If the four major conferences, or even one individual conference, needs to step in and set what would be essential, essentially football salary caps, or whatever you want to call it, okay, that's fine. I mean, pro baseball works with a different set of economics for 32 teams. And teams compete with one another all the time. Everyone thinks if you if you allowed the SEC to spend more, right, than teams in the Big 12, well, they're going to have such an advantage. They already have that advantage. Okay, that's that they they've do. always had that advantage. Right, right. So it wouldn't it wouldn't change anything. There's still going to be opportunities for you know for players to go play and be paid somewhere where they would take that. Is it the highest? Probably not. And then and then you got to tie if you're doing that. And you just tie it all – here's what – let me let me simplify this for you. All right, please. So we all like the NIL, right? The NIL, in, in theory, in theory, right, what it accomplishes, which is basically letting players be paid as much as somebody wants to pay them for their name, image, likeness. Okay. Why, why are we so opposed to that being booster money? Like, who cares? Why can't a school just take all the money anybody, any business, any person wants to give them, take that, And pay players. Like, what the hell's wrong with that? Like, why? Like, everyone, it's like booster. Ooh, boosters. Like, these big, no, they're just people that want to support the university. Put it all in one big collective pot and allocate the money as you will. What, What difference does it make if it's a business or a booster? Well, like can we stop with pretending like boosters haven't been playing payers, pay, paying players since the beginning of time? Well, there are going to be those who
2: say, well, the University of Texas. Look, I mean, the University of Texas has so much more
3: money. Good for the that, University of Texas. Well, Paul, the Royals compete with the Yankees, don't they? Mm-hmm, they do. Won a World Series not that long ago. Who's got a more recent World Series, the Royals or the Yankees? Well, that would be the Royals. So, like, who cares that the University of Texas would have more money to spend? Of course they would have more money to spend. They already have more money to spend. Yes, they What do. difference does it make? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that,
2: that's – and that's the point. But that's what's going to be said. That's what people are going to say.
3: And, right, but, but it's I, a nonsensical thing to say because it doesn't matter. They already right, have right. better resources, more money. Like it's already there, and it always has right. been there. And then that's why
2: coaches go take those jobs. And you know, on those other people that are saying, "Well, if Texas has more money." What you do is you say, "Well, we're going to go get coaches that can coach these kids up." That's what you do. I mean, you go, you go, you go coach your kids up. I mean, you may have you may have kids, for instance, that linemen that are two inches shorter on average than, than say, Alabama or the University of Texas. but They're still pretty darn good. They may be two inches shorter, but you coach the heck out of those kids, you get them ready to play, and you go out and win a bunch of football games. That's that's the name of the game. Because other than, than, than that two inches, they're pretty much the same football players. The reason they're at Texas is because of that two inches, and, and instead of, say, University of Texas El Paso for instance. That's that's the difference between a lot of these kids. So you get them coached up, you figure out, you find those coaches, you develop those coaches, you do the things that that make football teams better. I guess that's the whole the whole essence of the whole thing because there ain't no fair is there Jacob? There ain't no fair.
3: No, and it but it, but it, there never has been. Paul, there's never, never been fair. Been. The same handful of teams, like it doesn't, it wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't, because that's the way it's always been to begin with. Like that's the way football's always operated. They're in reality have always only been a handful of teams that have a chance. Mm-hmm.
2: And when I think, I think it, of that one team that 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 you say, well, they've just got so many more advantage. I think of Notre Dame because they're they're really. A team that is America's team. They they are a university that is for certain people and a large swath of the of the population. America's team. They've got some unfair advantages too, and yet they're not winning national championships year in and year out, are they?
3: No, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't work. Winning that way, a national does it. championship's already hard for these other schools. Hard. Again, like it's not, but it doesn't who cares the, right. the college football playoff will invite more opportunity if i think for parity nil offers the most opportunity for parity because it it levels out the talent pool mm-hmm. you know a great player can't make nil money the same way as a you know on the bench as they can as a starter in other places places that's just the reality of it right so Let's let's stop overthinking this. Let's figure out the compensation piece. <laughs> right. okay. When we figure out the compensation piece, then we can move on to the other things. Because until uh, gotcha. you do, every time this gets taken to court, they're going to lose. I got gotcha. you. Because it's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it is. What court is going to say, yeah, we think these players ought to play for free? Right. That, makes, right. that sounds good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah.
2: Tommy Castor is in the house, everybody. 869-1240.
3: Uh, Perfect timing, because when we come back, I want to talk about this running back market in the NFL. What's happening? Uh, It's been an interesting couple of days in that world, and does it invite any opportunities for the Chiefs to swing a little bigger at that position, perhaps? is that be something even worth doing? We'll explore it all. Tommy joins the fun next at Sports Daily when we return. All right, welcome back. Full House here. The rest of the way, Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage, Tommy Castor is back with us here on Sports Daily. 869-1240, the number uh, you can call. Congratulations to James for winning our HTO giveaway. Um, all right, let fellas, let's let's get into this running back situation here. So <laughs> last year, we got, you know, the all the talk was about Saquon Barkley. Um and Josh Jacobs and they ended up you know getting kind of deals maybe a little bit they're not going to get tags this time because the reality is after all of that and all of the running backs that were making noise right you had a situation with Jonathan Taylor in the Colts you had a situation with Austin Eckler in the Chargers Barkley Jacobs how many of those teams right even made the playoffs.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe none. I mean, none of them or did none. Yeah, I was, giving, I was trying to wreck my brain none. to think who who did. Yeah, none of them did.
3: So that's that. Now the running backs have lost all leverage. If they had any to begin with, it's gone. And so basically, we're learning now through various reporting that none of these guys are going to get franchise tagged. So they're basically all, I, I think, going to be able to go sign wherever the market is so suppressed. And it's hard because. You know, a team that is paying a running back just made it to the Super Bowl, right? McCaffrey. And so I I hate that it gets this cut and dry. I think it's false. I do think that their value is not appropriate right now in the NFL. But the reality is right now the market is so against these guys that I just don't see any of them getting... You know, they're, they're certainly not going to get long deals. It, it, at some point for running backs, though, it's like, can you get a big, short deal? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I wouldn't pay them either. If I'm a team—well, I shouldn't that's say that. If I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I go sign one of these guys immediately, right? Because that's a team they could help put over the top. Well, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, though, there's no chance, right? They, I'm just not spending my dollars there, and I think that's where a lot of teams are going to fall in line, Paul— is they just feel like they need to spend those dollars other places. Well,
2: that's right. And that's the end thing right now. That's that's but you know, Tommy, you you and I and, and also you, Jacob, we all understand that if you can run the football, you can win championships. I mean, that's just you know, that hasn't changed in the world of the NFL. But what has changed is that we understand that, you know, being a running back is dangerous. It uh it's an injury-prone to situation. You got everybody on the team. On the other, the other team trying to hit you and and, and and you know get you down and punish you, and that's the nature of the game. We understand that you know longevity is not there for running backs. You know you got to make make what you can while you can and 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 hope you you stay healthy enough to do that. So the the world has changed, but the world of football has not changed to the point where find you that running back, get that running back. But don't fall in love with him, Tommy. Don't fall in well, love with him because he yeah. won't be
1: there with you when you need him over the long term. That is not the nature of the position. Yeah, it's more than that too. I mean, it's it's not just don't fall in love with him. It's don't fall in love with him and open up your pocketbook and pay him a ton of money.
2: <laughs> there you go. You know, that's and better because, said because I mean Thank look, you. At,
1: look at the number of teams, and, and the Kansas City Chiefs are one of them that found their Bell Cow running back incredibly late in the draft. You know, Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round draft pick. Uh, There are many different running backs that make a, a big positive impact to their team that went undrafted entirely. And they've done a really good job with their respective teams. You don't necessarily have to go out and shell out a ton of money for, quote unquote, a top tier running back. To be able to have success at that position, I think that's really what the market uh, is is telling everybody right now. Now, is there still a place for guys like Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler? Yeah, there's still a place for them, but at the amount of money that they're looking for, there probably isn't at this point. And so, at this, you know, I, I wonder, like, if I'm their agent, how do I go at it and approach teams? To bring my clients on board, and you know, Jacob, it might be what you mentioned. It might be you know trying to pitch a lot of money for one year as opposed to a two or three year long contract.
3: Well, but that's that what might they'd be the be only doing way a, that
1: they're do you know are able to make it. That's
3: work. The, that's what they would do with a franchise tag, though. Is that that's essentially what teams would be doing is giving them a lot of money for one year. Yeah. So I don't think the appetite for that is there. I think the other problem teams face it's not just getting Pacheco in the seventh round. I mean, Jameer Gibbs was a big part of the Lions' success this year. He was first-round pick, but first-round picks until they hit free agency are affordable, right? It's that running backs young are affordable, which happens to be when they're at their best, right? You might need a quarterback to develop for a few years. Running backs, like, you need them immediately because that's their best years you're going to get. And and that's, that is the challenge. So, you know, you get Brees Hall, who is, you know, one of two, of the Jets' best offensive players and maybe even a bigger part of the offense than Garrett Wilson, but you've got him on the cheap right now. You don't have to pay him yet. So it, that, that's the other part of it that gets challenging. If I'm their agent, if I'm Saquon Barkley's agent, and I know there's not going to be an appetite for the Giants who need him desperately to give him $12 million for one year, if I'm his agent, I go to teams, and I have to just be honest about the situation and say, Will give us, you know, two years at 14 million. And you just have to try to guarantee, fully guaranteed, you know, whatever it happens to be. And and I don't know what ultimately would correct the market on this. Right now, it's not going to just because of the way the ebbs and flows of this league. Running backs just aren't in a position to get paid. Right, wrong, or indifferent, they're not going to get paid. Um, but there will be teams that that need backs. Like the Cowboys are... Like Pollard is going to be one of these guys. He's, they're not going to tag him at 12 million. So, you know, that means they're going to be looking for a running back in a market that includes Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift. Like there, like there are Pro Bowl running backs out there all over the place. That also is going to suppress the market, right? The Cowboys can sort of... Go, you know, go see what sticks. Which one of these guys can I get for the least amount of money? So there's like nine things suppressing the market down. And I don't know that they're not going to win. Running backs aren't going to win in this offseason. They're going to have to concede. I don't see any other way around it, Paul.
1: You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Not only that, you've got to look at it in terms of there won't be a single running back that gets a franchise tag. I don't think there will be. None have had happened so far. I don't believe there will be a single one. Then that's partly because you're right. Look at the guys available. And you didn't even mention the whole list. I'm not going to go down the whole list, but it's pretty darned impressive uh, at and so you you think to yourself if you're a GM of a of an NFL franchise, you know something. Here's where I can save a little money. I can get a pretty damn good, pretty dang good running back, and I can sign him as a free agent. Because you know what, there's a lot of them to take a look at, yeah. and a lot of them that can fit your situation, what you want, how you run your offense, your expectations of what they need to do well and what they don't do as well. We get that, and you can find them. You know, it's a it's a it's a funny thing. The world of running backs have have basically the value has collapsed. There's so many good ones, and yet the game is going past what what their value is. Although it's, it's still it, great, but because you but
3: st- Tommy, don't you think it's not that these guys aren't impactful? It's that it's that in the financial world of football you get them in their prime when they are the most affordable. Oh, injury-wise you're talking about, right? Well, and it's
1: not just, just that. Just in general it's, it's not. It's not just that. I mean, that's a part of it. But if you look at, in my opinion, if you look at from the beginning of a running back's career, in some cases to the end of a running back's career, that's a little bit more of a gamble because you don't know injury-wise how effective they usually are once they hit a certain age. But in my mind, I think it looks kind of like the letter U like they're at the top of their value early on because they're young, they're healthy, their legs are fresh, all of that. And then I think that it it declines, you know, pretty quickly over years, over, you know, whether it's four or five years. And then in my opinion, I think there are a handful of running backs that it completes the letter U and it goes back up towards the end of their career because you can get them at a pretty substantial value While they still can be relatively effective, Kansas City's done that a number of different times over the last several years and, you know, to varying levels of success. But look at guys like LaShawn McCoy uh, or uh, Ronald Jones. Like they got guys that were past their prime, but they could get them for, you know, a dime, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. Where they maybe still had a little bit of effectiveness left, depending on the situation. So I do think that it it does maybe resemble the letter U, where they're at their prime early on. It drops pretty significantly when they want to get paid, but then it comes back up to the end when maybe they have a little bit of effectiveness left.
3: There's no way around, and and I I I agree. Wherever like if Derrick Henry goes to the Cowboys, it's going to be a match made in heaven. Here's the other part of it too. Like if you're in those chairs. Would you rather have a mediocre running back behind a great offensive line, or would you rather have a great off uh, a great running back behind a bad offensive line? That's the other, Paul. Question is as old as time with football. What's more important to the run game, the O line or the actual running back running the ball? Boy, that's a good question. I mean,
2: you put them both together, you've got something really special. But boy, I'll tell you, I, that is a that is a very good question because without a without a decent offensive line. You're going to take a heck of a banging. If Even you're, the
3: greatest running backs are not, not effective. They're not going to be effective. And I'm
2: surprised
1: to... that you didn't just definitively say offensive line is more important.
2: Well, I, I wanted to, and yet I've seen offensive backs make offensive linemen look good, if you know what I mean. Sure. And, and, yeah, and, no, and, and, no question. and there's no question about that. But you're right. Over the scheme of a, of a 17-week season... No, you're right, because there's there's a banging on the body of an offensive of an offensive running back that is just unbelievable. You you can't even comprehend it what they go through, the banging that they take. So I guess obviously it would be the offensive line, but boy, you've still got to have a talent, and you've got to be able to hit the holes. You got to have great vision. You can run through the list of things you got to be able to do. But I guess Jacob what I'm saying is that you know what a championship team begins and starts with a great offensive line ability to run the football and then you can take a pretty good quarterback. I didn't say great quarterback. I didn't say Tom Brady. I didn't say that caliber quarterback, but you could take a pretty good quarterback and if you can run the football, you know you make the defense do a lot of things. First of yeah. all, you make them honor the run. You got to do that. If you can make an offense or a defensive team honor the run and do the things to stop the run before they even know what the play is. You know, you you've got a certain advantage to that. So, you know, I get where the NFL is, but I can tell you this: uh, I don't know that any GM or anybody on on any kind of uh, in any kind of draft room will say running backs don't have a value to a football team. That's not what yeah, anybody not is say. It's not that's not the that, that's. But not it not almost the sounds like it's, it at it's times.
3: The, it's the market economics, and yeah. I think we have dispelled that notion that running backs don't have value. Their value is just suppressed in the market right now. So it leads me to this, Tommy. Of all these guys available, right, all these names out there, if the market is going to be suppressed, and, you're, we, we, and obviously we pay closest attention to the Chiefs here, is there any interest in any of these guys? And at the surface, I would say no, not with all the other things they need to do. However, there is one name on that list that would probably interest me a little bit. And that's Austin Eckler, because he can line up as a receiver if you need him to. And I, I, I will have the same concern next year, probably to an even larger degree for the Chiefs that they had this year, and that I worry about Isaiah Pacheco's ability to make it through a season with the way he runs the ball. The backup running back position, when we know Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is gone, is an important position for the Chiefs. If any of these guys had value... If in a suppressed market to the Chiefs, I would say it would be Austin Eckler. I think everybody else is probably too expensive. But he does interest me a little bit, Tommy. If if the value goes way down and it's a short deal and the planets aligned and you've got some extra money to spend, I would I might have a little interest in something doesn't like
2: that. Doesn't Harbaugh bring him back though? I mean, wouldn't doesn't he go get probably that not. guy? You don't think you don't think
3: so? No, and Austin Eckler is probably the least likely of these guys to take a discount based on the things. Yeah, that I he's was going to say.
1: I mean, in it, it, it sounds good. Yeah, you know, it sounds it like does a, sound good. a good situation considering that he can catch passes. But as far as a discount is concerned, yeah, I'm not sure that he's the guy that would be willing <laughs> to do that. Yeah, uh, I'd be on board with it if he did. But I'm I, and Brett Beach is not going to go out and spend the kind of money that Eckler would would want. But if Eckler is able to come off of that at all, you know that 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 could work. I just don't see that really being the reality.
3: Yeah, maybe not. Watch Devin Singletary. I think he's the most likely of the productive guys to to drop in value the most. Watch it, watch a name like that. The Chiefs are. The Chiefs need to do something there. Like just uh, whatever it ends up being. I you do have to back up Isaiah Pacheco, um, but. You know, these guys will probably price him out. Watch watch Devin Singletary, though. That that might make a little bit of sense if, if the other guys all get paid before he does. 869-1240. We'll come back. More Sports Daily as we make our way through hour number two. Having fun on a Tuesday. We'll be back in a minute. 97.5 and
2: 1240 KFH.
3: All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Paul Savage in the house having some fun. Real quick, fellas, this may be something we get into a little later in the week as well. Ryan Poles, who's the Bears GM, talked yesterday. Um, Here's what he had to say about a potential Justin Fields trade. It depends on what opportunities pop up. And I will say this, if we go down that road, I want to do right by Justin as well. Nobody wants to live in gray. I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either, so we'll gather the information. We'll move as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush, and we'll see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. When I hear that, Tommy... I hear a guy who's going to trade Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, he, he gone. You don't, he gone. <laughs> you don't, you don't say that stuff unless you have every intention That's of trading exactly Justin Fields. Right. If you're bringing back Justin Fields and you can't even find like a shred of confidence in those, there's no, like, he, yeah, no way. Right. Like that. He's trading Justin Fields.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, Fields at this point from, you know, hearing that is as good as gone. And, I you know I don't know we've talked about it at length about if that's the right decision or not. This is going to be a decision that basically Ryan Poles' his career will be defined by. Sure. I mean, simply put, you know whether or not he keeps Justin Fields and goes after Caleb Williams, the success or failure of the organization moving forward for maybe the next decade, decade plus, will rest on the shoulders of Ryan Poles. And I appreciate the difficult decision that that is but man I hope he gets it right for his own sake because it will be a defining decision for him as the GM of the organization
3: Paul what would you do if your polls would you well, trade him or would you go Caleb Williams
2: well why start over with Caleb Williams I mean you know Justin Fields now has a year behind him and do you guys think that 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 Fields can end up being a good NFL quarterback? Because I I see signs that he I can do. be. I I see signs that he can be. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. He won't be Patrick Mahomes, but we can't compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes. That's not fair to anybody. I think
1: it's still early to know if uh, you know Justin Fields will. But be he has a, potential. I think he does.
2: He will has potential. A, and, and I think there's we J- there's Cal- Caleb Williams. Sure. No. Well, well, he does. You've got to figure. He's got you, potential. You've got to figure. Well, you got to figure it out. I mean, he is certainly further from the goalpost than 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 Fields is. But I mean, I don't like starting back over with another rookie quarterback. Why, I mean, can you put a fran- How much can you put a franchise through with rookie quarterbacks? That's hard. That's tough. I don't know that you want to do that. And, and
3: you have we, to get it right, though, Paul. Well, you if, better if you get it right. Caleb get, Williams, if I, you think Caleb Williams is that guy, then you're happy to start well, over. Give me the guarantee. If, again, I've said it give from the beginning. Guarantee. It only matters. Well, there's no guarantee there in anything. There is no guarantee. You have, but you have to trust your evaluation. The, if problem they evaluate, it,
1: the problem with it, and I've said it before, is... Is it's not just a quarterback decision. They built their offense around, around Justin Fields. That's right. So it's not just making a decision about who the next quarterback is going to be. It's making a decision on how do you want to run your offense as a whole. You brought in offensive linemen to help Justin Fields. You brought in wide receivers to help Justin Fields. Now, can they also help Caleb Williams? Sure, they can, but are they the most ideal fit for Caleb Williams and his game? I don't mm, know the answer I to got that. You. And time uh, will I mean, tell I if think it DJ
3: is. M- DJ Moore fits anybody, yeah. right? And if they trade if they trade fields and you add Marvin Harrison Jr, whatever they end up doing, it, it would help anybody. It, it only matters because I think they like fields. I do think they like fields. I don't think this is a fields thing. I don't think it ever has been a fields thing. It's a Caleb Williams thing. If they evaluate Caleb Williams as that guy, then you just you trade fields and you take the draft capital if you don't then you have a then the decision gets a little bit more complicated because then you have to decide how close is Caleb Williams to Justin Fields is the then two more years of control on a rookie quarterback more valuable for us if they're this if you evaluate them as of, of, of having a pretty similar ceiling then you can still make the case to take Caleb Williams or you just roll with Fields because you think Fields is the better player again it only matters what they think of Caleb Williams if they think he's better, definitively, then they take him. It's not even a hard decision. Mm-hmm. If they think he's close, maybe the decision gets a little trickier. And if you think Fields is better, you just roll with Fields and take the pick. I mean, it, it, it but it, it only matters in all of that what you think of Caleb Williams.
1: Uh, I mean, that does simplify it probably to a point that. I mean, it's probably oversimplified yeah, it is. if it's just Thank that. Because yeah. there's a lot more that goes into it than just how you feel about Caleb Williams. Yes. And and Ryan Poles wouldn't be doing his job if he was only thinking about how much he likes Caleb Williams. As a general manager, he's got to generally manage the team. And there are other things that play into that as opposed to just Caleb Williams.
3: Like, like who? Drake May? Another player?
1: No, like your existing players your existing personnel the way that you have your offense running all of that that all goes into it it's not just how you feel about Caleb Williams
3: well I think it is if you don't think Caleb Williams is going to be better than Justin Fields you roll with Justin Fields right like I I, that that's the I I don't know that what I feel about Caleb Williams that's what I got to decide because I can't this I can't imagine having to pull the trigger because I don't know (laughs) yeah 869-1240 we'll wrap things up on Sports Daily next